0: Maya Angelou said, there's, there's a space in each and every one of us where it is not tainted. It is sacred. It is beautiful. Is where you, God, universe dwells. The world hasn't got its hands on it. It's literally, it was an interview with her and Oprah. And she was saying that that place, you have to not guard it, but protect it. And really get to a space where you know that it exists. <clears throat> And so just as much as we have that space inside of us, I also believe we have this space inside of us that if we if we just sit with ourselves for a second and go layer by layer, deeper and deeper and deeper, we'll get to a space where it's very uncomfortable and we'll get to a space where a lot of people haven't dwelt because it's your shadow side. And I and I view it as like a locked door. It's almost like those things that You hide from the world that you know exists, that you feel is behind that door. And expansion comes and just literally knocks on the door very gently Mm -hmm. and says, hey, I have the key. I have the key to open this and I want to heal those things behind that door.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Bad Witches Only. We have a very special guest today, a fellow Capricorn. Six places, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The one and only Chantel Boyer. Chantel,
0: welcome. Why do you say one and only? Oh, my gosh, that felt like so much pressure. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah okay, there's so a really lot of quick, pressure quick before, I know like quickly before we start um your last episode with the um uh the young woman came on about the astrology she actually posted something I think yesterday about what to do today and actually one of the things that she said like in conjunction to like what's happening in in, in the universe is to have a heartfelt conversation and look at what's happening. So.
1: Oh, I I love that. Yeah, Yeah. Moira, she's the best. She's so knowledgeable about astrology. And I saw what she posted today as well. And I was so deeply leaning into that. So I love that we will be here with our hearts open. We just did a beautiful prayer to get us started to allow us to be in union with our highest selves as all of these messages and medicine flow through us. To be received by the hearts of the listeners and each other. So thank you so mm. much for being here to join thank me. Thank you for having this. me.
0: Thank you for having me and having my crazy ass on the show to talk <laughs> and just share what the hell is going on. So <laughs> you
1: are meant to talk. So would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners
0: of Bad Witches Only? Ooh, all right. So my name is Chantel Boyer. I am a black queer woman. Um, born in Flint, raised in Detroit. I currently still live in Detroit. And my mission and purpose in life is to help people turn home to themselves, you know, through podcasting, through writing, through um, energy healing, expansion, coaching, stuff of that nature. And just, I just really have a heart for people returning home to themselves through self-love, through healing, through consciousness, and just realizing who they are and connecting to that power that um, has always lived inside of them. You know, sometimes it just gets covered up by the world and just life, just circumstances and stuff like that. So I, I am just grateful to be able to, you know, use my voice because it's, it's so funny. Like growing up, I always heard like you talk too much or you talk so much. And it's like, Oh, that was actually my gift, bitches. Like, you know, so it's just interesting to like have it come full circle and like realize like the very thing that I got teased about is the very thing that, you know, spirit put in me for my mission, which is using my voice. So that's who I am. I got a podcast called Chantel Says. I just wrapped up my first season, um, May 31st and have 24 episodes. And this is a dope podcast about returning home to yourself and just um, every episode is titled Home Via, whatever it may be. And I just had a really fun time with that. So now it's just all about rest, having fun. And I have some more things in the works I'm doing over summertime here in Detroit, but uh, it's Pride Month. So I'm having I'm having a good time.
1: <laughs> yes, happy Pride Month! Thank June. you,
0: thank you. Yes, 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 yeah.
1: As we should celebrate every
0: month, but just a little extra right. this month. <laughs> it's a little extra, but it's like it's just so it's so beautiful to see people truly living out their authentic selves. And no, we we can't can't negate the reason why Pride Month even exists. It's because trans and of color. Uh, created this, um, this foundation of who we are. I, and so I'm I'm just grateful to be able to um, exist out loud and have the courage to, I want, actually, I won't say that I want to have the courage because I want I want I won't frame it like people who hasn't had that and have courage. I guess I would say more so I'm just happy that I'm able to live out being myself and being authentic. So that's what
1: I was yes. Thank you. Yeah. I love everything about you. I'm so <laughs> thankful that you do live in this way to share your authentic self because it's so inspiring mm-hmm. across the board. And I love your mission of returning home to yourself. I think that is so beautiful. So fucking important for everyone. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you know this about us, but we are very much in alignment with that statement with that purpose. Mm. Have you ever been to my website? The fir- I always want to talk to you about this. The first thing it says is coming
0: home to ourselves together. No, I i don't <laughs> think I've ever clicked your, wait, maybe I have, and I didn't see it, but I don't remember, but that's really dope. I never knew that. I never knew that was your, I guess, mission statement, I guess, maybe you call it. It's
1: so funny. Like the, from the first time that we started talking, so six planets in Capricorn both of us. And then when I learned that you were all about coming home to yourself, I was like, okay, this bitch. <laughs> like but, who the
0: fuck is this girl? Oh my god! Yeah.
1: It's amazing. It's such a beautiful synchronicity. And I'm so thankful for your presence in my life. You have changed like so much about the way that I view the world. So thank you for that. Thank you for bringing that to everything that you do. And I'm so thankful to have you here to share that with my listeners as well. And, Thank um, yeah, such a beautiful spirit, such a beautiful soul. So today we're talking about expansion. It's like the buzzword mm, 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 of <laughs>
0: mm, 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 mm. that word, that word actually was introduced to me through my therapist a couple of weeks ago.
1: Mm. And we were having a
0: conversation and she was just like, you know, love is expansive. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks, like expansive. And then, you know, my Capricorn brain, like, let me go look up definition of expansion. So I just, um, that word is just, it just means so much to me. So I'm happy to be here to talk about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So when you say it means so much to you, can you share a little bit more mm-hmm. about like your interpretation of what expansion
0: is and feels like to your heart and soul? Yeah, so I think of expansion. So my godson, he's three. He always plays with like this ooey gooey or like this. Sl- he loves slime, and so I think of expansion. Like he always like creates like a ball of slime, and then he always tries like pull it apart, and it, it, it technically doesn't pull apart because it's ooey gooey, but it it just expands to bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's how I view the word expansion, and that's how I view how we are all called to expand. I remember I was sitting and meditating and her spirit say, you're not called to be perfect. I'm a perfectionist. You're not called to be perfect. You're called to expand. And what does that mean to expand? To expand the capacity of how we allow love into our hearts and also the capacity of how we give out love to others. And so for me, it's all about love because that is something that um, at times I struggle with. And I know that since meeting you, you're all about unconditional love. And that's something that I still try to like, like, do I believe in that or do I not believe in that? It's not about black, white, yay or nay. It's just more so having the capacity to even consider Mm -hmm. the idea, consider a different way of living, a different perspective on love. I, I feel that expansion allows your heart and your mind and your spirit to just expand in a way where you're just opening up. Sounds like a flower blooming. You're just opening your heart. You're opening your spirit to the universe, to God, to your source, wherever you you know decide to, wherever name you decide to use. Or you're opening yourself up to this new way of living. And so for me, expansion means um, deciding. Actually, I'm deciding, getting curious about what does it mean to live a different way than I've been living. What does it mean to be authentically yourself? What does it mean to truly be emotionally available to yourself and to uh, to people around you? And so for me, expansion is a way of expanding our hearts to receive, but also expanding our hearts to be able to pour out, but also expanding our hearts and our spirits to able to sit in our energy and sit and be grounded in who we are and have the courage to be who we are. Because I always say we're one-on-one. And so have the courage and the strength to really walk out who you are. And whatever that means, how that looks, because everybody's different. So everyone's walking out process or coming home process or expansion process is completely different. But mm-hmm. you know what you need to expand and you know what needs to um, be eradicated sometimes, you know. So for me, expansion is the allowing process. Yeah. You know, the allowing, the allowing and the receiving of new, of love, of peace, of joy, of happiness, and just really get into a space where every day is going to be roses. You know, I'm not all like, oh, my gosh, butterflies. No, some days it's going to be hard as shit. Some days it's going to be, some seasons going to be hard. But you're able to expand in that season. You're able to receive what it is that your source is trying to um, download to you, teach you or just provide for you in that moment. So, yeah. yeah.
1: That's beautiful. I'm just like sinking. I'm letting your words sink into (laughs) every cell of my being right now. It just feels so like yummy and juicy. Absolutely. And when you talk about expansion, I love that you named that it begins with like having the curiosity and the willingness to see things differently, to see things from a new perspective. And there is a line in from A Course in Miracles that says, I choose to see things differently. And that was an affirmation that I played on my head over and over and over again. And with that quote, I just asked myself, what would it look like to see things through the lens of love in this moment? What would it Ooh. look like to see things through the lens of love in this moment? Because so often the lens that we see the world through is based on conditioning, is based on our habitual perspective. And what it, there's some crazy um, statistic out there that it's like 95 or 98% of our thoughts by the age of 30 are the same. We think the same way. <laughs> Over and over and over and over again. So when we choose to see things differently, we're actually teaching our brains. We're teaching our minds that we are safe to see things with a new perspective. And we are rewiring our minds to be able to see things differently, whatever that means to us. And like you said, exactly expansion and returning home to yourself, these and cultivating more love. These journeys are so individual for who we are as people. And we all have our own lessons, our own teachings, our own quote unquote bad habits or whatever it may be that keep us stuck in lower, not necessarily lower, but of like past versions of ourselves. And as we choose to move into our more expanded Essence. And for me, that means like in deeper union with my highest self, because my highest self is of such a high vibration. And as we vibrate higher, we actually take up more space on the auric mm. level. Yeah. Our auras grow. Like, how cool is that? Mm. Can you, I, I just picture myself like literally expanding. And when I do my breath work pras- practice, especially I'm like, wow, my aura is just growing and I am taking a up
0: beautiful visualization. space, wow.
1: isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And like,
0: wow.
1: we deserve to take up space. Like we deserve to take mm. up space. We deserve to be these expanded versions of ourselves. And so To deeply embody that not only on like the physical level, but on the soul level feels so uncomfortable. Number one, because
0: yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm not used to that, but I love the idea of it. And I love allowing myself. It's that exact word that you use, allowing myself to go there just a little bit more Mm. every day and try it Mm. on. And see what it feels like. But thank you so yeah. much for
0: sharing that. You know, you said uh, uh, the word you said is uncomfortable, and that's so interesting. I am someone who, at times, does not like being discomforted. Like the, the, the discomfort, discomfort. I, I don't like the feeling. I don't like because it's for me. It's like a lack of control, right? Of what we mm-hmm. deem as control. And it's so interesting the vis- the visualization you just gave. <clears throat> I always say like. I feel like in each and every one of us, Maya Angelou said there's there's a space in each and every one of us where it is not tainted, it is sacred, it is beautiful, Is where you, God, universe dwells, the world hasn't got its hands on it. It's literally, it was an interview with her and Oprah, and she was saying that that place, you have to not guard it, but protect it, and really get to a space where you know that it exists. <clears throat> And so just as much as we have that space inside of us, I also believe we have this space inside of us that if we if we just sit with ourselves for a second and go layer by layer, deeper and deeper and deeper, we'll get to a space where it's very uncomfortable. And we'll get to a space where a lot of people haven't dwelt because it's your shadow side. And I and I view it as like a locked door. It's almost like those things that you hide from the world that you know exists, that you feel is behind that door. And expansion comes and just literally knocks on the door very gently mm-hmm. and says, hey, I have the key. I have the key to open this and I want to heal those things behind that door. Yes. And so just as much as you have that door, you also have the door I just talked about, the space in your spirit where it's untainted, it's sacred, it's beautiful. And so, knowing that you have those two spaces inside of you, yes, you can coexist in both of those. But also, when that when the when the stuff comes out of that door, that's really hard to deal with. You also have the strength, the capacity to tap into that other space I just told I just talked about.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, with with, with un- being uncomfortable, sometimes the uncomfortability comes from that door. That like we don't we don't want to touch because it's just too nasty. It's too ugly. It's too painful. And sometimes it takes time to even get curious about that door. It takes time to even want to even walk towards it. Yeah. But the moment you get curious, the moment you start to really develop and expand in who you are, you'll start to get this, this feeling and this urge to it's time. It's time to unlock that door it's time to allow love into that space and to heal those different things that's happening behind that closed door. So therefore you can expand and be free. Cause I, myself is someone who for the, for the longest time in my life was so emotionally unavailable. I mean, Ellie, I mean, completely emotionally unavailable to myself, like forget anybody else to myself, but I knew that door existed, but I was like, I'm good. I'm living my life. Like, I got money. Like, I didn't care, you know? But but then when the experiencing and the love start knocking and then that, that space that's untainted, like, yo, it's time, Chantel. It's, 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 it's really time. And love is like, yo, I got the key. Mm. And I'll give others the key as well to help you. But you have to get to the space, Chantel, where you get sick of being tired. You get sick of that door even existing. And so, what expansion and love does? Excuse me. Is it? it allows you to uncover, unlock, and understand what's happening. And sometimes, as you said, being uncomfortable—it's really hard because we live. Well, we live in America, but Americans don't like to be uncomfortable. Yeah, like, don't let my air conditioning go on my car. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm pissed. I'm like. The fuck! Like, are you kidding me? It's hot. Ha- we hate the be uncomfortable because we're just privileged ass people. So we're just like being in the uncomfortable space allows you to expand. It allows yes. you to allow that un- unconditional love to come into your heart, to set you free, and to really live a, a life from the inside out. Yeah, I don't want to live a life from the outside in. I want live life from the inside out, like you said. Mm-hmm. Your your aura. Your your vibration gets bigger and bigger. It's like that's the life you want to live, you know. And allow that to attract all the things you need in this life. So,
1: yeah, yeah. yes, I yeah. fucking love that. Living life <laughs> from the inside out does. Okay, listeners, doesn't that just feel like a hug to the soul? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody with me here? Come on, you guys. I know you are. Um,
0: Yes, yes. I fucking inside love out love that. Inside out,
1: and yeah. also. Can we just talk about that? What you just were talking about with these two doors, at is exactly what you named at the beginning of the show for yourself. So not only are you teaching this, you are living this in terms of Mm -hmm. reclaiming your voice, reclaiming Mm -hmm. your voice. You you named at the beginning of the show (laughs) that that is your greatest gift.
0: (laughs) That is your greatest
1: gift.
0: you it's it's so interesting how life happens and how sometimes we can life the way that life presents itself, sometimes and times it twists things and it, and it skews our vision and it skews like mm-hmm. you said the lens of how we're looking at certain things and so oh my god my stomach is like doing tricks I don't know if you can hear it on the microphone but <laughs> dude I'm I can't like, hear you it? Gotta, you can't hear? Okay, good. This they won't hear it either. I agree, but it's like it's. I can't, we're like, oh, the trick, the the, the turns, but it's almost. <laughs> dude I had like a bacon egg sandwich? and It is like my stomach is like, girl, what the. <laughs> I'm like in the middle of a point, like. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh gosh, okay. So, yeah, I I don't know what I was saying. Go ahead. Go ahead. I remember what I was saying.
1: Hey, it's all good. It's all good. I love it. (laughs) Hey, you know what happens though? It's when we drop into these states of deep being, when we're speaking our truth or whatever it is where we drop into that sacred space of channeling or of meditating or whatever it may be, we go into parasympathetic nervous system, rest and digest. It happens in Reiki sessions all the time where I'm like doing energy healing on people and they're like, I don't know why my stomach's making weird noises. I'm like, Hey, it's all good. This is normal. It's totally wow. normal. So yeah. So when you're dropping into a state of deep presence, whether it has to do with channeling, and I know for you, when you speak, it's just like it's mm-hmm. it's it's spirit. Spirit speaks through you. So it's very yeah, normal yeah. for your body to be responding in that way. Just so you know.
0: Wow. Learn something <laughs> new. I I you you are so fucking smart. Oh my God. I like. The knowledge you be like, uh, yeah, you're just so smart. Like you have like, I'm all like, yeah, you're like, no, these are the actual terms of what it's called. This is what's happening. It's called BBBD. No, this is like, I love it. We're learning,
1: we're learning from each other in all of these different ways. So I'm so thankful for that. All right, cool. So I love this conversation about expansion and just all of the things. Like, I feel like my heart is opening and expanding just talking to you and connecting to you. And I know that the listeners will feel the same exact way. So, in terms of your journey towards expansion to where you are now, what are some tools that you've leaned on along the way to support you into expanding?
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Very good question. So one of the tools that I've learned, well not learned, I've allowed myself to be open to is meditation. And so for me, my meditation my meditation practice is um I have to have quiet silence. I, I'm more silent person. Depending on what I'm doing or what I'm meditating about, um, I can maybe put like some sound bowls on, but for the most part like silence. I was um it changes depending on my, my mood. So sometimes it's like a pitch black, pitch dark room, and I'm just sitting. And so I love to just really, before I even meditate, I really like to clear out the energy and just clear out energy, not, not, and like energy that's not mine and just really sit with myself and just breathe for a second. I allow my nervous system to just breathe and just be and just rest. And then I just start talking. Or I start... Um, you know, saying certain things or just um, praying. And I just really sit with myself and whatever comes up my intuition, I just speak it out and pray it out. Mm-hmm. So that's one way. Another way is that um, I, I start working out more. So for me, working out allows me to move energy, allows me to move um, emotions out of my body. When I sweat, I'm a very intense person. So I do like hit workouts, HIIT and mm-hmm. like in a hot nine degree weather because I'm extra. So <laughs> I, I'm so extra like my mom was like girl like you can just go in the basement it's cold I'm like no but um but yeah I I love working out I love moving my body it allows me when I'm feeling foggy I that's my body telling me to move me Mm -hmm. and I remember my friend uh Mm -hmm. Foster he he's a great dude um he said he was he he had did something I won't say what it was but he said he had did something and his body communicated back to him and was like if you take care of me now I'll take care of you later and that word for him really hit me. And so I really just take care of my body. Um, so that's one practice. I also this might be a shock and a lot of people may not resonate with this, but whatever. I like to read my Bible. I like reading Bible. I love reading psalms. Like the psalms is just so um comforting me. I love, I mean, I'm not into like Leviticus, like that's way too far. But like I just love, I just love people are like, yeah, like it's just a lot. But I just love reading psalms and just reading things about comfort and like. Love and joy, and so I just implemented that. And really, I the biggest one is meditation. That's the really mm-hmm. biggest one that I have seen the shift. I actually um read the book "Universe Has Your Back," and she talks about her meditation practice. And I was like, "Huh, hmm, that's interesting. Let me try it." Like I tried, I tried everything else, you know. So I let me try, and I just try meditation, and it just allows me to center myself and. Um, I journal. I journal. Um, what else has helped me? You know, it's, it's interesting. Learn about the chakras, but also my dream life. Mm-hmm. I have a very vivid, intense dream life. You know, I am I tell you a couple of my dreams, but I have a dream journal that I write And I got a dream, and you know, it's, it's crazy, Ali. Like you, you may guess you may bring some perspective to this. It's not like I'm not always in my realm sleep. But I'm like sleeping but awake, but I have these visions and I see mm-hmm. it so clearly. And it's like really in my intuition, my spirit, in my gut, actually. And so um, yeah, that's just something that has really helped me in my process, but I really say the meditation. Yeah. Meditation and just crying, releasing. Mm. Um I being a Capricorn for me is really hard to um at times sit in my emotions. So being in my emotions and sitting in my emotions and releasing emotions has really helped. That's a long list, but yeah, to sum it up, it's just meditation, prayer, journaling. I love reading Psalms and um, working out. Yeah. I mean. yeah.
1: And you did a really beautiful job as you were explaining these tools to share with the listeners when you go and lean on each one. So when it comes to needing to release, cry, working out, like breaking up the energy, which is really important, and then when you need to cultivate that sense of stillness within you, meditation. And uh, yeah, and reading the Bible when you need comfort and going to your dreams when you're looking for clarity and in terms of the dreams, that's very normal. So a lot of us dream mostly or have the most vivid dreams bef- between the hours of um, 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., but it's mostly between like 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. And this is when in Ayurveda, we are in the Vata phase or stage time of the day. And that's when we're most connected to our dreams. And that's also our most highly like intuitive, creative, state of being so tapping into your dreams during that time and just allowing them so having that journal by your bedside this is something i recommend to anyone who i talk to is trying to increase their intuition i'm like okay get a journal put it next to your bed say a prayer before you go to bed to ask for intuitive guidance and then the second you receive it, write it down and you'll create a habit in your brain to remember your dreams because it's so natural and so mm. normal for us to just frickin' forget to forget everything. Mm. And
0: <laughs> but, mm. yeah. So I love it's, it's, that. It's interesting. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm just like, <clears throat> there are times where like, I have a dream. And I'm just like, oh, I'll write down later. Cannot remember the dream later, mm-hmm. you know? So I've just realized. I just learned, and there actually there are some dreams that I can remember, like right now, like the one I told you about with, um yeah. I won't say her name, but when yeah. she was like, show more gratitude, and I was just like, wow, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, there are some dreams that's very vivid, and I can remember like this, and there are something some dreams that's just like I remember bits and pieces of it, so. Um, yeah, journaling, journaling is really one. I really <clears throat> just journal my dreams and journal what I hear. um I really don't journal like the day that I've had. It's just yeah. the revelation and downloads I've received. So yeah, yeah.
1: And something I've noticed about you as well, just to reflect back, is when you receive intuitive guidance, it's like it's lightning fast. Like it just lands inside of you. You know, and you mm. share. So. Usually journaling is a practice for people who are, uh, who move a little bit slower, who process a little bit slower. I'm a journaler. <laughs> That's Oh, it. you are. Yeah. I love to journal. I love to journal and I love to write period. Writing is like my favorite means of communication from the time that I was in middle school, I would write like love notes to all of my friends and just be like, like, I was, I'm a snail mailer. I write write mail to people all the time and like postcards when I travel, that is what I do. Also, if I'm catching up with an old friend, I'll email and do like a whole thing. So I love to write. That's just a fun fact about me. I never knew that. Interesting. Yeah. But I know like for some people, journaling can be a little Quote unquote inconvenient because it takes time. And it's like, it's Mm -hmm. more of the processing, it's more of the releasing of the emotion. So it depends on how, in each and every moment, we feel called to release because there are some times when I need to just release and like almost immediately through the physical. And that for me is my workout. And then if I need to release through the mental, emotional, I'll sit, I'll journal, or I'll do breath work to like receive those downloads and go into the lightning fast realm. But something about meditation that is so beautiful. I just read the seven spiritual laws of success Mm -hmm. by Deepak Chopra. And the first law is the law of pure potentiality. And this is basically like when we tap into the field of pure consciousness, where anything Mm. is possible. This is just our connection Mm. with spirit. It's the field where we are in a sense of oneness with, um, with spirit, with pure consciousness. And He describes that going into silence and or having any time in silence and going into meditation is like the best, easiest, fastest way to access that field of pure potentiality. And something I want to remind the listeners as well is if we're new to meditation or not, I still experience this sometimes, we might not just tap into that field. If we are further from that space, if there's a lot happening, in the mind, body, soul level, maybe meditation isn't our first practice because there's we have to pass through the layers of maybe releasing some stuff on the physical level, doing a hit workout or doing some yoga, calming the mm. mind, journaling, releasing all these emotions and just seeing it, getting it out onto paper to make sense out of things. Whatever it is that you need in that moment, just trust that your mind, body, and soul is guiding you to that tool. And like we talked about mm. at the beginning, expansion is such an individual <laughs>
0: individual journey, such an individual experience. Yeah. So
1: thank I you. I love so what much. you said about
0: oh my about the meditation part because when I first started a meditation practice, which is I can't remember how long ago, but it was hard for me to tap in. But and it was because I at the beginning I had to have silence because I was processing a lot. I was processing um different emotions. I was processing the heart I was processing so many things. So it was kind of hard for me to tap in. And so I realized that I had to Cry first, and then I was able to kind of tap in, or I, or like say it's you know I had to have complete silence, complete dark because I was just it was a very powerful time for me emotionally, and so I am a slow processor at times, but once I've gotten out that space and gotten out that season and that energy for me now, you know I can be at home, my gossip running around screaming, and I could just tap right in because. I'm, I'm, I'm able to just connect, and this is not me bragging like that. I'm saying it, the journey that it had to take yes. for me to get there. And there are times now where I'm like, I ain't got the to meditate. I don't like. I I'm just too tired, or I don't feel like it. Shit, like that's just real. I'm like, I don't feel like meditating. I just feel like watching Netflix, and you know that's a part of it too. So it's it's all a journey, and it's it's really it's really a um, trying to figure out what works for you. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing because everybody's, everybody's so different. You're one of one. So figuring out what works for you, what doesn't work for you, you know, do you want to work out or do you want to just do Pilates or, you know, whatever the case may be, but find what, find that missing piece for you Yeah, and just try and ex- also explore life, like try new things because then you'll realize, I like that. Don't like that. I can do that. I can I tap in better at ten a.m. meditation than four p.m. So it's just a trial and error type thing. It's not even about an error. It's it is more so expanding and learning yourself more. So for me, I I'm a very um, I'm a very like I'm a visionary. So details don't matter. Okay, they matter, but I'm just like <laughs> okay, they matter, but like I guess my mom, I'm like mom, how's your day? She would give me literally. What she ate, what she woke up, what she did, what she drove, what happened, and I'm just like, just give me the overview. I just need the overview of life. But that's what I'm saying. So it's just depending on who you are. So for me, when I receive downloads, I like one or two sentences. I'm very quick with it. I'm like, oh, okay, I heard that. Cool, you know. Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think the universe knows who I am and how I how I show up in the world, and allows me to receive in a way that it's very bite sized but very lightning. Does that make Yes. Sense.
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I love that. You are very like tuned in and in touch with number one, your intuition and your soul and what you need in each and every moment. And it's Mm -hmm. so beautiful to be in your presence and to witness that and to hear you share because you can feel just by the way that you, that you speak. And by the way that you carry yourself, how much energy has gone into like poured into this heart and soul of yours mm. to bring you to where you are in this moment. So I'm just here celebrating you and appreciating
0: yeah. appreciating the journey. It's interesting because people always ask me how do you start this, and I always say like I'm connecting to my intuition, but I always ask for i in my in my prayer meditation. I always say I ask for a sensitivity. To my intuition and to spiritual force, mm-hmm. I ask mm-hmm. for it. I ask for system And then I expect it to happen. Yes. I don't just ask for it and be like, well, maybe I'm like, no, I said it. I attract all that I am. So therefore, it's gonna happen. So therefore, mm-hmm. if I'm asking for sensitive to my intuition, it's gonna happen. So I've just developed that. And then also I was reading a book, Untamed. It talks about when you when you drop in your knowing and you get you get the when you get the knowing, and then you have to have an action. Make the space in between very small. Yes. Make it very yes. small. When you hear it, act. When yes. you hear it, do. Because then it gets sharper, it gets quicker, mm-hmm. and then you're and mm-hmm. then, then you building trust with yourself and trust in your intuition. So, yeah. Yes. Make it make, that in, that in between space. Don't don't get me wrong. It's gonna take time, but the moment you make make that space in between very tiny. Yes, you're gonna get sharper, quicker. You're gonna get quicker downloads, quicker stuff. Do this. Go right. Go left. Don't talk to that person. Don't mm-hmm. date that person. Do this mm-hmm. because now you're connected. And then once you see, once you see the fruit of what you're doing and the fruit of it, and it's not even about stuff. Manifestation is not about stuff. It's about reflecting and changing who you are. If you just want to manifest a car, you're you're thinking too small. You need to manifest what will happen if you have that car? If I'm able to have this car, I'm able to go to the nature walk and and have my joy. So, you know what I mean? So you've got got to think a little bit deeper. If you want to manifest a million dollars, manifest a million dollars, but manifest, what will happen if you get that? And who do you become because of you doing that? Do you become a person who's joyful? You know, all these other stuff. So when we're um, trying to really tap in and manifest and do these certain things, who do you become because of that? Yeah. Who do you become? Who do you have to become? Who do you become because you meditate? Who do you become because you, I won't say workout. out, that's very controversial, but who do you become <laughs> because you choose love? You know, mm-hmm. who do you become because you change your perspective on something? That's the beauty of it. yeah, so for me, like for working out, who I become if I work out, I become disciplined. I become focused. I become motivated fuck more my body, my body just you know just receives and gets the you know the benefits of what's happening, but who do I have to become to work out? That's the person who wants to be released,
1: yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. And there are two things that I want to respond to in this moment. One is the space in between your intuitive nudge and your action. That is where your ego comes in and tries to suppress your intuition. That is when ju- that is the space the space in between is the space of judgment. When your logical mind is like, "Oh hell, no, that's not logical." That is where that mm. lives and that is what suffocates your intuition. So if you can minimize that space mm. in between of judgment you enable yourself to get back in touch with your true essence each and every time that you do the action. So I love that. That's so important. And like, it's wild as well, because as kids mm. that, that space in between ruled our lives, like not necessarily as kids, but as teenagers, that space in between ruled our lives. Cause we're constantly hyper um, analyzing if we're showing up in the world in the way that we should without knowing that we're analyzing that, but that in that space in between is, am I doing okay? Am I going to be liked? Am I going to be accepted? Am I going to b- survive? Because our first like the first belief that we, our first core belief that we hold within ourselves is a sense of tribe, is the sense of connection, is a sense of community that lives in our root chakra. That is like, am I going to be taken care of? Am I going to survive based on those around me? Because as babies, we can't take care of ourselves. We need our parents to take care of ourselves or somebody who loves us to take care of us, to feed us, to change our diapers, to to clothe us, to give us shelter. And that is the first thing that we think of. So in that space in between is like, I don't know my, my intuition, it's unfamiliar. This is uncomfortable. And we just kind of suffocate it because it doesn't. Mm. it's not in alignment with what we know to be true about the world. So I love that so much. And then the second thing that I was going to say was something... Something, something, but now I don't remember.
0: (laughs) Question for you. Do you, do you think that, do you, do you believe that our ego can serve us in a good way, in a healthy way?
1: I think that our ego is here to protect us and it is formed based on societal conditioning and, When we become aware of it and when we lean into it and when we know where that voice is coming from, what the root of it is, what its function is, it can serve us because then it can guide us back into alignment with our highest self and we get to decide from that place. So how we want to respond to the world and how we want to show up. So this is the way that I look at it. I believe that we and I either made this up or I read it in The Wisdom of Yoga by Stephen Cope and I don't remember which one it is <laughs> but I remember I had this download while reading the book preparing for my yoga teacher training in 2018 and I don't remember if it was his words or if it came from yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I have no <laughs> idea but <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me. It's, it's either mine or it's not. It's no, it's nothing's mine. Actually, it's just passing through me in this moment. Um, nothing belong. No idea belongs to us. Right.
0: It just comes Ooh. through us. So, <laughs> so, so I, why do we attach to, to the question? That's good. Okay. Like, No idea. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, No
1: idea is ours. It just passes through us. So I believe that we have three selves, three selves, three versions of ourself. We have our highest self, we have our ego and we have our, the witness, the witness Is who we are in this moment. We don't necessarily identify with the witness because the witness is just observing the interaction of all of the rest of ourselves. The observer is who we are in meditation. The observer is when we can look at life through the lens of not necessarily taking things personally, just acknowledging, okay, here is my ego. It's coming out to play. Okay, here's my highest self. I'm going to let him, her, They take them, take the, um, take the lead in this moment. We get to decide who is responding. That is the place of the witness. So Mm. I believe the ego can serve us when we can see it for what it is, when we can see it for its desire to protect us and to keep us safe. Because when we are unaware of our ego, it runs our lives. It runs Mm. our lives. That is, those are the subconscious programs that we hold and we identify with, Our ego is our identity. It's our our subconscious programming that is really running the way that we show up in the world in order to keep us safe. It is constantly making judgments because that is what the mind does. And it is programmed to work in this way in order to evolutionarily protect us. And so when we can take detach from the ego, I think it is incredibly serving to us because we can observe and see ourselves and understand ourselves a little bit more deeply. And when we understand ourselves more deeply and why we're showing up the way that we are, I believe that that is the path back to ourselves. And it allows us the space in between to be able to
0: choose to connect with our highest self instead. If we choose. Now that my people is a response that (laughs) is, is a fucking response to any question if the ego can can, can serve you in a good way. It, 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 that. That's beautifully said because you said it's, it's there to protect us, but it's also there to show us too. Like show us, show us who we are and show us, mm-hmm. and I love what you said. If you don't know it exists, it's going to run your fucking life. It's going to run your life and it's going to come up consciously, subconsciously. And oh, I love that. In three parts of our so i just i just love that yeah the grief girl wow thank you wow. oh my gosh you crack me up listen i my my therapist is always like girl yo your responses is like you be like lost for words I, I say i do be lost i don't get lost for words often but like i am like damn what do i say now ellie i don't know like that was good <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it. Well, now isn't it? It's so funny. I'm sure the listeners are like, "Does Chantelle have her own podcast because she makes a killer host?" <laughs> Actually, she does. See, I do.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, yes.
1: So, okay. So, tell us what was the most expansive decision you've ever made for yourself?
0: Walking away from a relationship.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was the most expansive thing I could have done because it forced me to—it literally forced me to confront myself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I remember you said earlier, like your stomach, my stomach is going crazy right now. Which I mean, when I'm telling the truth. I guess maybe I don't <laughs> know, but it's like going nuts. But walking away from a relationship and friendships. Um, that it forced me to look in the mirror, literally look in the mirror and look at myself and to see the darkness in my eyes, to see the brokenness in my eyes, to, to witness myself in a way I've never done before. and, And to really say to myself, stop blaming everyone else. Stop blaming everyone for what's going on. Sometimes it's other people, but sometimes, Chantel, it's you because you are the common denominator, honey. And so it is time to unlock that door in your spirit. And it's time to do the healing journey. And so for me, when I walked away from situations in my life that I knew was going to break My heart. I knew it. I knew it. But I knew I didn't want to remain the same. I knew there was, I I just had this, even before I was aware of my intuition, I had this feeling of there's more. Like, there's more. There's more to life. There's more to myself. There's more. And I am a very, um, I don't have a lot of fire in my trip. I'm a very fiery person. I'm a very go-getter, and I knew that there was more for me in my life. I knew that my heart wanted to expand. I knew I wanted to stop being emotionally available, stop living this life being reactive and angry and just mad at the world. I knew that it was time. Yeah. And literally walking away from situations, relationships, it was my love letter back to myself. And I said, um, Chantel, it's time, baby. It, it's time to really start doing it, and it's time to open the fucking closet. And really, I opened it, and the stuff I saw inside, I was like, Oh, oh, well, this, this is it. Oh, so you really do have a lot of trauma in your life that you had in your body, in your mind, and um, I had to sit with myself and. I can finally say that I had a vision a while ago, but pretty much the vision was me stepping into a whole new season. And it was almost like I was on a beach and think of like a portal. And that portal was all dark and black and just gloomy. And I saw myself really stepping outside this portal and literally it was like beach and just sun, this beauty. And I heard spirits say, you're in a whole new season, girl, Mm -hmm. like you, are the whole new season. And you've never been to Chantel. You've never been this person, but you made it out. And it took me a while to really sit with myself and to really look at myself and stop blaming everybody else, stop being a victim, and really saying, Chantel, why can't you let love in? Why? What's the reason? And answering it. And so that was the most expensive thing I'd done was walking away from relationships to my old self. To friendships and just really stepping into my power. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 tough because I feel like I I wish we don't have to go through so much pain to reach awakening, mm-hmm. but sometimes we do. Sometimes we have to go through certain things to really jolt us back to life. I'm a very hard headed individual, and I was like, "Yo, I'm not gonna make this happen to you, but I'm allow it to happen." so that you can, you 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 got to hit your head, Chantel. You, yeah. You're going to have to really hit your head so that you can wake up. And I did. I woke up to myself, to my power, to my voice, to the love. And uh, it's almost like Sleeping Beauty. Ain't no man kissed me, but <laughs> I was able. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty, right? Snow White. What? One of those Disney stories. I don't know. Who kissed who? I don't know. <laughs> but, And nobody kissed me, but I woke up, you know? So Mm -hmm. uh that's where I'm at. Yeah, that that was the most expensive thing, I would say. Yeah.
1: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I love the vision that you shared with us as well of sitting on the beach and acknowledging that you are in a whole new season, a whole new season, and like explaining as well the darkness that you experienced in the past because the way I understand this healing work that we do is when we have these like awakening moments, when we first choose to look in the mirror and see ourselves to get radically honest and go deep into a sense of self love, self acceptance, and just see ourselves for where we are without judgment. When we peel back the judgment and we say, okay, this is where I'm at. What do I need to do? There's often like, A backlog of healing that that we have to handle for X amount of time until we're able to process life in the present moment. Because as we're healing, it's like, okay, so I wasn't, maybe I wasn't ready to feel what I needed to process 10 years ago because I was so busy trying to survive that I wasn't feeling. Because when we're in survival, we're not healing and feeling. We're just trying to fucking survive. So when we allow our hearts to open again or open maybe for the first time, like to truly be all the way open, to crack the fuck open, it's like, wow, I have to process Not only this one thing that I'm going through in this moment, but every other time in my life where I've been experienced wounding and when I've wounded myself and when I've shown up in the world in ways where I didn't love myself fully and those like mini experiences kind of piggyback on what we're processing in the current moment. And it's just like, holy shit, there's this whole backlog of shit. And the more Mm -hmm. we uncover, the more comes up and the more we uncover and the more comes up and we're like, holy fuck, is this ever going to stop? And then we see the light and like, we feel it within our, we feel it in our bodies though. There's like this lightness to our being and there's this Mm -hmm. openness and that and from my understanding is living with an open heart and leading with an open heart and being deeply present and you know something you said to me in a voice note the other day you were like yeah you know you always check in with yourself to know if you are able to to support and show up for the people around you and i think that's so inspiring number 1 and so beautiful because it is honoring your energy so deeply as you move along life that it you're not I mean, from, from this one experience, like you're not re wounding yourself, you are asserting Mm. your boundaries and you're like, yeah, I learned my motherfucking lesson. I didn't need to learn. (laughs) You know, I learned it this time and I fucking learned it And the universe. You are showing the universe. Yes. I learned it. I deserve to be treated in this way. I deserve relationships in this capacity. And like, you truly deserve unconditional love in each and every moment. And It's so to be on this beach and to be in this new season of life and to choose to see, see things differently and to choose to be in the season of expansion and to share that with others in the way that you do is just, so it's, it's remarkable. Like this, Mm. this work, this healing, the way that you show up in the world, it's truly, it's truly, truly
0: remarkable. Thank you. Uh, You know, um, I'm a very reflective person. And I I would say, I can't I was going to say something else, but I'll I'll go this way first. What's interesting about that vision that I have myself is that there's three things involved in the vision. It's sun, it's water, four things, sun, water, sand, heat, and Mm -hmm. just Miles and miles of just sunlight. And it's interesting because I was exiting a season that was dark and gloomy. And what's significant is that everyone in my life knows that I am I'm a January baby, but I live for the sun, I live for water, I live being outside. And so for that vision to happen where I'm on a beach, and it looks like I'll just say a Hawaii Dubai beach. It's just beautiful. And for that to be the location of this vision. It means that in encouraging I'm going encourage other people who may be in that season of just going through a lot
1: mm-hmm.
0: there is life and there is joy on the other side yes. But sometimes we just have to get through it and don't stop. Pause for a second. I believe in a divine pause. you can pause and feel your feelings, all this other stuff. but don't 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 pack your bags in that. You know, I I once heard someone say, um, you don't have to attach yourself to every single thought. You Don't pack your bag in a thought. Think of it and then let it pass. Like the plane, just let it take off. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like honoring yourself is honoring where you are. Not if you're in a toxic situation, that's not toxic, it's just if you're in a, a tough season. Honoring that season and asking your source what am I supposed to learn in this season? What am I supposed to do and cultivate joy while you're in that season? Because everything doesn't have to be all about healing and working, working. Like I just finished my podcast. I'm like, I'm like, if it wasn't for Allie, I would not be doing a podcast. (laughs) I just want to just sit on my porch, look at the sun and just drink some wine. Like that's just because I I just want ease right now in my life. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, Everyone has an inner strength, right? Yes. But I've also got to expect I think I told you this in the voice note. I'm 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 all out of being a strong black woman. I'm mm-hmm. all out of that trope. It's time for me to rest. It's time to me. time for me to be vulnerable. It's time for me to have ease and flow. And I can't remember what I was gonna say earlier, but to to have this space of love, that's what it was. Okay, thank you. I remember in that season of crying in my bed and just like, what's happening? And I remember a spirit saying to me, what's your go-to? What is your go-to? My go-to is to shut down. And I remember spirit said, if you want the life that you say you want, you're going to have to remain open. In this moment, cry, let it out, but keep your heart open. You want change? You want to you wanna be a different Chantel? Don't fucking close your heart. Because what I was going to do, close my heart, get angry, and just, you no, know, I say, you know what? I'm going to be like a flower, just bloom open. I'm allowed the bee, whatever bee's supposed to come into my life, bees come in my life to come into my life to love me and vice versa. And so I've gotten to that space of really, really, really honoring myself because I dishonor myself for so long, but honoring myself. Honoring I mean, the humans in my life, honoring their stories, tell people I love them. I don't have to reserve that for a partner. I can tell my friends, I'm like, I love you, I care about you, I see you because I I've gotten to a space that I'm opening myself up for, for that to myself, but then also give mm-hmm. it to someone else. Yeah. And so, like I, like every time we talk, always and that love you, girl, I always tell people that because. Love is the answer to a broken heart. Mm-hmm. Love is the answer to a broken spirit, a broken mind, a broken vision. We have to cultivate love. We have to cultivate a sense of joy and, and happiness and true joy. Where it's not rested upon outer circumstances. That's why I say live a life in mm-hmm. the inside out. You know, when you live your life, live life. Choose yourself. Honor your power. Honor your intuition. Honor who you are. And then live your life in that space because then you attract things that's going to honor that too. I know for a fact you honor you. So you set the tone for me coming to your life. Yes. I know for a fact that if you like talking, you're not going to talk. So therefore, you're already communicating to me through your boundaries and how you honor yourself, how to treat you. Mm -hmm. So if I love myself and honor myself and honor my energy and check in, I'm already teaching you how to treat me. But if I don't do that, then I'm communicating to you, you know, verbally, this is how I want to be treated. And I'm like, no, nah, we we done with that. Yes. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to see you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to care about you. I'm going to lift you up. Also, I'm going to do the same thing for me.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. And the first step to that is getting in touch with what we need as individuals, mm. because if we don't know what the fuck we want and need out of life, what we need for our boundaries, it's really hard for us to honor them mm. for ourselves But so often we don't know, we have an idea, like a very vague, foggy idea of what it is that we want out of life in terms of how we want people to treat us, for example. Mm. And when people don't treat us in that way, we're like, what the fuck? How could you ever (laughs) do that? But often we don't even treat ourselves in that way. So it needs to start with us. It needs to start with getting clear on our own boundaries so that we can then communicate them to others. But that is one reason why I love our relationship dynamic dynamic so much because I know how much you love and appreciate yourself. And I know how much I love and appreciate myself. So when, like, when we first started becoming friends, it was just so beautiful the way it just worked because we have these strong boundaries for ourselves and we honor them like with every ounce of our being. And I honor you. For all that you are, and unconditional love is the foundation. So I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for you. And um, one last question yes. <laughs> before, before you go: one last yes. question is, can you just share with us a little bit about how you, uh, you know, kind of transformed or chose to see things differently when it comes to being emotionally available again Ooh. and keeping your heart open?
0: Ooh, okay. So I'm. I, I I think I do this. I think I do this with you often. Could you give me that question a little bit different? <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I always say that because sometimes sometimes it doesn't land. I'm like, wait, what? So yeah. Of if you course, could.
1: <laughs> of course, of course. Um, let's see. What tools do you recommend for transmuting emotional unavailability to availability? There you go.
0: Okay, got you. Thank you. Um. What tools we'll start there? Okay. The number one tool I would say is that outside of choosing yourself and all that, you know, rhetoric, um, choose people who choose you. Number one. Mm. Number two, the tool is when you after y'all get through the choosing process and all the other stuff, allow yourself to be seen. Allow the tool is allow yourself to be seen, and that's going to look different for everyone. But what I mean by that is allow yourself to be in the spotlight, Mm -hmm. in the relationship, in the friendship. Allow someone to ask you questions, allow someone to get to know you, allow someone to uh, pull back that layer inside of you. Um, For me, I was so unavailable to myself. And so therefore, I always put the spotlight on others or I ask them questions or I dominate the conversation because if I can dominate it, then you're not looking at me. But I would say the tools is find people you trust who choose you and then allow yourself to be seen and heard. And when you do have a problem, if you do have an issue or a case in the B, talk about it. But it goes back to being seen. A lot of us don't want to be seen. Because sometimes, we, sometimes we're afraid of, if they see me, they may leave me. If they see me, they may not like me no more. They may, if they see me, they may, I don't know, that, that's too much. And that's okay, too. People still have a choice. But the tool is allowing yourself to understand the capacity in which you deserve and need love. Yes capacity, because everyone, everyone's capacity is a little bit different. Sometimes my capacity is a little bit too much for what you can give. And what, what you need is just like, I, I just can't give that much. And so this is an all over answer, but I would just say, allow yourself to have a capacity to share your feelings, share your inner world, share your story. But find safe spaces. Do not just talk to anybody. You ain't gotta talk to the person at coffee shop, you know. Find a tribe, find your people and open up to them. Talk to them. Share, share, share your inner world, share your thoughts, share your fears, share those things. Don't just go on, you know, trauma dumping, but you know, create a safe space with someone and allow yourself to just be naked. Just mm-hmm. allow yourself to be naked and If they judge you, that's not a reflection of you, it's a reflection of them. That's okay too, you know? So transmuting unavailability is a process. It's like transmuting lead to gold. It's a process. Mm -hmm. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes um, work in a sense. But when you find your people or you find your partner or whatever it is, trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself that you can make a clear choice and decision that I'm choosing this friend. I'm choosing this partner. And you can't choose family, but I'm choosing this path. And trust yourself enough to say, I've been unavailable for so long. Your heart deserves love. Trust yes. that, you, that you deserve love and trust that people want to love you. Mm-hmm. That's it, people want to love you if but be available to that love for yes. so long I was unavailable to love because I was afraid of it. Mm-hmm. I was afraid of it because I was like, well this can hurt me. Yes. No, the only thing that's hurting, the only thing that's that, that, that's messing up is this is love trying to come in and this is me and I'm like, no, 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 I'm fighting it because I'm just so afraid of it, but that was the very cure that I needed. Mm-hmm. So how you transmute, choose yourself. Find your people, find a safe space, be the spotlight, be heard, be seen, share your feelings, share your thoughts, be open, be honest, and watch what happens.
1: I love that. I love
0: that so much. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, watch what happens. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. And it's amazing as well because just listening to you speak, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, when you allow yourself to be seen for all that you are, you're actually choosing yourself above all else. Mm. You're choosing yourself over the acceptance from other people. And Mm. in that is so fucking powerful. That is so fucking powerful. That is magnetic. So I really love, I love that. Thank you so much for Mm. sharing. And thank you Mm. so much for being here. How, how can people find you? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I am on Instagram. I have two Instagrams. I have uh, Chantel, Chantel says, Chantel underscore says podcast. That's my podcast. And then I have Chantel Boyer on Instagram. Um, look me up. Uh, yeah, so I have that. And then my podcast is available on all platforms Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and Google. And I have some stuff coming up too. I also have meditations for you guys too, guys. I, I have a, um, a love meditation, a courage meditation. I'm dropping some more this summer. So check those out. It's definitely my link uh, in my bio. And I have, some, I have some stuff coming up, you know, I'm just waiting to get everything moving. But I'm excited to just um, take this time for the summer to rest and just rejuvenate, have fun. I'm, I'm doing my first live guided meditation on the 19th here in Detroit. So if you're listening, it'll be a drifter. Um, so yeah, I'm doing my first live guided meditation. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, shit, like, oh, <laughs> so uh, I'm excited about that. We, I just slid about that today and um, some good stuff coming up, some good stuff coming up.
1: I love that. All right, awesome. Yeah. Well, I also just want to say if anybody feels called to support Chantelle through this season yeah. of rest, send her some send her a PayPal in my yes, her a PayPal. Yeah, oh, like, let her let her get herself some wine. She deserves it. Also, it's Pride <laughs> month. Like, come on. It's perfect timing. <laughs> Shit, I'm black too. Reparations, bring it on. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> it's time. I love yes, that. Yes. yes, it's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming and spending your time with us, even though you
0: are in the season of rest now. Now go rest, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sit <laughs> on my porch put my feet up and just bake in the sun. Okay. All right. So,
1: thank you so. Right. I love you so much. much. Thank you. Right. Love you. Mwah. Bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. All right, one last thing before I let you guys go. I just wanted to let you know I will be hosting a pop-up yoga class this Saturday, June 11th at 12 noon EST and it's to celebrate Pride Month. So happy motherfucking Pride. Let's celebrate together. 25% of the proceeds will be going to the Trevor Project and I encourage my LGBTQ plus friends to show up Donation-free, baby, okay? This is for you. I love you all. Happy day. Happy Monday. Mwah.